Okay, you did. Very good. Good. Okay, Daf Yudzayin. Here we go. We're up to Daf Today's Daf is Daf Yudzayin in Mesachis Yavamis, and we pick up from Kiamrisa Kamei Dishmuel. Okay, this is the last word, four lines from the top of Yudzayin Amar Aleph. Ki, Ki Amrisa Kamei Dishmuel. Now, let's remind ourselves of a massive chiddush that this Gemara is numbing on, is taking on. Now, there's not a Lachlamaisa, but the Gemara is taking on that if you have a Jewish girl, a Jewish woman, who's Baal, a non-Jewish guy, that child's going to be a mamzer. Now, remember, we said that if somebody, if, um, if, if a Jewish lady were to marry somebody, and from one of the, we, we gave a whole list of cities, so there's a chashash, there's a concern, the kid's going to be a mamzer. Why? Because maybe they're from the Ten Lost Tribes, the, the Ten Lost Shvatim. Remember that? We said, oh, yes. now keep in mind, you know, sometimes we think, just in, this is just a ha'ara, a thought. We think like, you know, there's Ten Lost Shvatim. Ah, isn't it going to be amazing when we find the Ten Lost Shvatim? Eh? No. It's, <laughs> it's going to be cool. And halavai, we're going to get back together as Klaizro. We need 12 Shvatim. But, you know the issues that we're going to have with the Yichas? Now, Baruch Hashem, we don't pass in Mamzerim. Because otherwise, there's Mamzerim everywhere. From the, from the Aseris HaShvatim. Okay? But, keep in mind, the, just what's going to have to be clarified and figured out, um, even once we clarify the Halacha, how to bring Klal Yisrael back together and how to reincorporate people... It's Nish Pusha. It's not going to be. It's not going to be. That's right. The Anav will take care of it. Yeah, Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem will have him take care of it. Okay, so here we go. Kiamrisa kamid Shmuel. Okay, we got it. Fourth lines from the top. Last word. Now on to the fifth line. When they said this halacha in front of Shmuel, which was that whenever you have a girl marry a non-Jewish guy, you have to be concerned that maybe it's a valid marriage because he's Jewish. Amarli, he said, Bincha habam in Israel is kari bincha. He says, any child that comes from a Jewish mother, lehalacha, is called your son. Now, what does it mean, your son? You're Jewish. Okay? If a child said, halacha lemaisa, if a child has a Jewish mother, it's called your son. However, vein bincha habam in Israel is kari bincha. If you have a Jewish dad and a non Jewish mother, it's not called your son, not considered Jewish. It's called her son. Okay, therefore, if think about it, if you have one of the men from the Aseris Ashvatim marry a non-Jewish woman, there's no mamzer situation because this kid in totality is not Jewish. All you need is a gerus if he wants to join Klal Yisrael, and you're good to go. The issue really is for the Jewish women when they're giving birth. Then there's a chash mamzeris. Okay, says the Gemara Shkayach. Fine, Vayika Bonis. What about the girls? The Yamar Ravina and Ravina says, Shmami no, we learn from Shmuel, Ben Bitcha, Habam and Avikachab and Karibincha. Even your grandson from your daughter is also called your son. Why? Because he has a Jewish mother, even though his father is not Jewish, and Mamela, the women of the Aseris Hashvatim, are Jewish. Their kids are going to be Jewish. Hence, we should be, the Gemara is going back to its question. Maybe. There's a lot of Jewish guys running around where when, when uh, the women of the Aseris Ashvatim marry, we should be concerned about it being a valid marriage. Says the Gemara, Gemiri, we have a Messiah, we have a Lachlamayshim Isinai, the Benasa, Dahu Dara, Esaruye, Itztaru. We have a Messiah 
that the Benasa, the Benasa means the Banais, the daughters of that generation, the Hidara of that Dar, it's Charuye, it's Tarai. Listen to this. They were in such tsar, they were in such pain by what happened that their uterus kind of dried up and they stopped menstruating and they, were, they weren't able to have any children. And that's why we're not concerned. We're not concerned that there's any male grandchildren through the daughters running around because the daughters, the Jewish girls, push it after the Misa, they were not able to, uh, they were not able to reproduce. Hence, there's no concern that, that uh, the non-Jewish men nowadays really are Jewish and they come from the daughters of the Aserah Sashvat. So there's no Yidin left from the Shvat if the daughters couldn't have children. Very good, very good. Came over. That's right, that's right. So how are we going to get them okay. back? Well, according to what he's saying, in a Hanami. Yeah. According to what he's saying, in a Hanami, that is a very powerful thought. That's a very powerful thought. Very good. Now, um, even without that, Rabbi, by the way, you, you, at this point, L'chair is like that anyway. Even if they had children, right. the amount of intermed, you think, whoever they are, and there's, there's various ideas, they're generation. so intermarried and so ignorant, you could assume that it's Elio and Avi coming to figure this whole thing out. Because you're probably talking about Yechidim, maybe individuals that are Jewish, even putting this all aside, just following that we know from the Torah that Judaism follows the mother. Torah tells me that from Ebedivri. Like right? We know follows the mother. That's it. Okay. Those who say when we said this, Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Shmuel said to me, I, I want to make sure that you don't leave from here until we establish that they're complete. The complete Gayim. says, They turned away from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. They had these these uh, children, and therefore. We are going to consider the Aseris Ashvatim nowadays. We're going to consider Ashvatim nowadays, meaning times the Gemara, like they are total Gaim. Okay. Yosef Rav Kahana. Rav Yosef was sitting behind Rav Kahana. Yosef Rav Kahana came of Yehuda. The Yosef Rav Kahana was sitting in front of Yehuda, and he sat and he said, "Now, why do we need to know the order of sitting? So we already know from other Gemaras that depending on your Hashivas is how close you sat to the Rebbe and your order of how learned you were. So." Rabbi Yosef would sat behind Rav Kahana, which means Rav Kahana was more chashuv, and Rav Kahana would sit in front of Rabbi Yehuda. Okay? And he said, I see them Yisrael in the future. Klau Yisrael. Da'avdi yumatava. They're going to make a yomtiv ki charbe tarmaid when the city of tarmaid is destroyed. Remember tarmaid from yesterday? The servants of Shmuel or the, right? Ay, v'acharif. Tarmaid's not here? No. She says that he tomad have it. Yeah, no, that, that's the, the city that's not here, it's Talmud. There's nothing between Talmud and Talmud, fine. Ravashi and Ravashi says, Hainu Talmud, Hainu Talmud, same thing. Achfuli, Hu Demichvel. And this city would like, you couldn't get rid of it. You couldn't get rid of the city. Okay, Talmud, Talmud, couldn't get rid of this town. Why? Achfuli, Hu Demichvel. It kept doubling itself. What do you mean? Charev Mehai Gisa, as soon as one half of the city would be destroyed, they would immediately begin rebuilding, like ants. You know, you break an ant pile, they start rebuilding. They would build on the other side of town. Bihar Mehagisa, Isiv Mehagisa, and it was destroyed on one side of town. Memela, this city, which we were concerned, had a lot of Mamzerim in it because these, uh, again, if these non Jewish men who violate Jewish women create Mamzerim, so we're concerned about Mamzerim, 
only when tarma is completely gone do, do we not need to be concerned about mamzera. But since it was never, since it's impossible to make it totally gone, so hence we still have the issue. Now, there's a fascinating idea here, stamazay, to focus on a little bit of. It's not a smart what they did, what they would do, right? It's letting us know, even if a yid, a person goes up against, it gets, we get destroyed a little bit, we get taken down. Whether it's in business, whether it's from friendships, whether it's people are out to get us a little bit. There's, there's always another side you could pop up on. You don't need to. You don't always. We have to just sometimes just change the path. Change the path. You pop up somewhere else. You don't always need to pop up in the same place and stick with people who smush you in the ground. You know, tarmid still exists. Why is destroyed? Okay, they figured out a way to pop up elsewhere. And he was saying over this conversation, Omar, he said, Magavra, ooh, Magavra, what a guy, what a guy. Magavra, Magavra, ooh. Rashi says, Psh. Yeah, he's very choshev. Okay? What a guy. Why? Kamahu Gadol, Rashi says. Why? Ilav the Harpanya Mose. If only he didn't come from Harpanya. What a chosh of a guy. Too bad he comes, he's an out-of-towner. <laughs> right, that's right. <laughs> Too bad he lives on the other side of the Hudson. Okay, no, uh, fine. So what happened? Ichsif. Rav Amnuna was Ochsif. He became embarrassed. Okay. Now why did he become embarrassed? So Rashi says, um, uh, I just had Rashi over here, I'm sorry. Rashi says, this is um, about 13 lines before Rashi ends on our parak. You know, he comes from a city where they're not miyuchas, which means there's a concern about mamzerim. Okay? But, but, Rav Amnun is a chosh of a guy. Omar Lehi, so Ula then said, Kesef Gogosel Hechaz Yavas. He realized Rav Amnun was embarrassed. He said, oh, you're not a downer. You come from this place where they don't know you, you don't have good yichas. So he says, uh, he's trying to quickly make up, cover himself, you know. He's like, oh, by the way, uh, Rav Amnuna, what do you pay your taxes to? Amar lei, lefum nara. I paid to from nara. Amar lei, oh, imkemi pum nara. I shouldn't have said that. You're not from, uh, you're not from Harpanya. Wherever you pay taxes, that city that you're from, don't, uh, take it back. Okay, fine. Here we go. My Harpanya. What's with this name Harpanya, the city that did not have that was not Miyuchas? Amar of Zero Zero says, Har Shehakol Poinim Bay. It is it was a mountain. Listen to this amazing. The word Pina is a corner. Something you turn around. It was a city that attracted people who Klal Yisrael, when you speak a shidduch to them, you were a little concerned about their shidduch. So they would go to Harpanya and they were a little more accepted because people in Harpanya in general didn't have yichas. They kind of, you know, joined the club. Weber himself, Stam, wasn't even like, oh, you had it. Stam, I, I didn't know my yichas. So they'd go there and they would, they would marry with each other. Rava says, Vehi amuka the place Harpanya is deeper than Sha'oil. You hear it? Remember Sha'oil, Mishi'oil, Tachtiyah. What's Sha'oil? Gehenna. The grave. Death. 
Apanya is worse than that. Listen to this, amazing. Why? From Gehenim, a Yidachaj gets out of. But when you don't have Yichas, and people suspect you're a Mamzer, what happens to a Mamzer? Is there any way out of it? Not really. There's not really any way out of a Mamzer. Uh, without giving specific details, there's greater ways that nowadays, big G'daylam, Paiskim, get people out of it. They can't remove mamzerim from the individual, but they could stop mamzerus in a family. Retroactively, huh? Not retroactively. I was when I was Uprooting when I was uh, uh, doing shimush and so by some by um, by one of the rabbanim there. It was a matzav that came up where um, American guy who was becoming about tshuva. He he came. Uh, he's becoming from, and it turns out that when he was younger. He, him and his mother had relations and they had a baby. You imagine? Jewish family. Like, straight up incest. Kids are straight up mamzer. Straight up mamzer. And he came to, he was coming about Shuva and he wanted to know what to do with this kid. Oh, what he should do? Yeah, what to do with the kid. He himself doesn't come out with the kid. And there was a whole hack, without getting specific on the details, but there is a mahalach where if you, if you legitimately have a mamzer be sold as a slave, as an Eved, in like a country where there's real Avda, some third world country in Africa, you have them sold as a real Eved, then somehow their, um, somehow they're allowed to be um, Bayil, a non-Jewish woman, and then you convert the kids, now the kids are converts, they're not Mamzerim, there's like a whole Cheshman. Uh, oh, the, how you the make kid the kid, but the but the name Mamzer remains on the kid. It's just a matter of stopping it for future dares. But I was like, "Whoa!" Like I, I we haven't dealt with this here in St. Louis yet. Bo Hashem. Um, but um, there's there's a whole there's a whole mahalach. I, I haven't dealt. With it. Yeah, I haven't dealt. With um, Bo Hashem. Okay, but bottom line, what's the Gemara tell me? You get out of Gehenna. Svarah Mamzer is still there. All right, Viter says the Gemara, Psule de Harpanya, Mishum Psule de Meishon. The reason why Harpanya doesn't have Yichus is because of the city of Meishon. Meishon was a city near Harpanya, and they had Psulim there as well, and they kind of migrated over to Harpanya, and they messed up the Yichus over there, it got confusing. Upsule de Meishon, Mishum Psule de Tarmid. That originally stemmed from Tarmid, this place that the Gemara mentioned originally, and that stemmed from the, as we spoke out in yesterday's daf, the servants of Shlaimai, who became very wealthy, they would seduce these Jewish girls. You have a, a big kav, the Kaba Zutra, and a small kav, Migandar the Ozil. They, yeah, Migandar the Ozil, they go ahead and roll Lisha'il. To Gehenim, to Sha'il, Umi Sha'il, and you know where you go from Sha'il? Litarmaid, to Tarmaid. Umi Sha'il, Lameshan, Litarmaid, Umi Tarmaid, Lameshan, Umi Meshan, Laharpanya, and it keeps rolling. In other words, you know the, the joke we spoke out, you know, the guy's going on a vacation with his Rebbitson, and he gets there a day early, he sends an email to the a mistaken email address to a widow whose husband had just died. He says, You know, my dear. My my, she gets a the, the widow comes back for Leviah. She gets an email, it says my my dear wife, um, everything's prepared for your arrival tomorrow. In the meantime, right, it's a husband who was, went on vacation to Florida. You know, uh, everything's prepared for you to arrive tomorrow. 
Um, the trip here was uneventful. Uh, boy, it sure is hot down here. Your departed husband. You know that, that's how that's how he signs off. Right? That's like that's like the joke. So, the, where do you go? You know, where do you go further south than Florida? Yeah, where does it get even hotter, so to speak? You know, because you have Sha'il and then you have the cities, and you have all these places you go to. It says, you know, at least Gehenna we get out of, but these other places you can't get. Out of, which there's a beautiful limud that that by the way we should take from Amzeris. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu does this on purpose. I heard this one of my Rebbeim, so that's why I'm repeating it. Um, that is their... What the moms are do wrong? Moms are doing wrong. But there's times where we find the Rebbeim Shalalem creates certain things that there's no going back on. So that we'll think about it first. There's certain times where if you do something, you just have to keep living with it. That's it. You have to keep living with it. And sometimes we need to do that in our, in our lives too. We do an action, something, we, something, gets, you know, something gets stuck to our name. And people think, you know, how can I keep living? How can I pick up? You keep it. It's there. It is. It is. You, li- you live life in plan B. And, uh, you know, and there's mahalach, there's, there's, there's mahalach in, that, uh, in that type of life as well. But that's the way the Rebbe wants is that people will think beforehand. And they're not going to create a, a situation that's... Uh, that, uh, that can't be taken back. Hadron Allah Chamesh Re Noshim. Hadron Allah Chamesh Re Noshim. Hadron Allah Chamesh Esrei Noshim. Mazel Tov to everybody finished the first parrot of the Heligi of Amis. Incredible. And now we're going to begin Perek Beis. Okay. Givaldik. Here we go. Perek Beis, a major theme. Initially, at least, we're going to get a lot of Lumdus. It's not going to be hard. It's just going to be Lumdus. Okay. And here's the, um, the, the Lumdus we're going to focus in on is we know that when a husband dies in general with a child, or even if they didn't have a child from that relationship, but if a father dies, he had, there's children in the world. That woman's a widow. The marriage is over. While he's alive, it's a full-fledged marriage. There's two new types of connections that we've been introduced to in Yavamas. One is, if the guy's childless... And he dies. His wife now is not married to his brothers, but there's a zika. There's some sort of bonding, some sort of bond that exists in her and this guy. Like, they're like a little married, but they're not married, but they're connected. That's what zika means, bonded, connected. Right? What is that? And how does that come about? And also, we learn Midrabon, if a person does mimer. A person gives money to the Yavam, kind of like res- to Yavama, kind of like reserves her. What's he doing there? Like, what, what, what does that do? Is that like step one of a marriage, like an Arison, a full fledged Arison? So over here, we're going to get into the lumdus of what exactly are these? Uh, what exactly are these uh, relationships? Okay. Now, says the mission. What is the case of an Eishas Achiv Okay, we learned this in the beginning. Parak Aleph is one of the cases, and that is a guy dies childless, and he has a brother who was not yet born. What what do we say the halacha is of this kid who's not yet born? Is there a bond between him and and the Yavama? No, there's no yibum, there's no chalitz according to Beis Hill. However, this baby. Is still has the transgression of brother's wife. He's never allowed to marry this woman. 
even though he never walked planet Earth same time as his brother, she's still his brother's wife. It's us, us sir, to ever marry. Okay, so a 20-year-old guy dies. Just for example, he's got a 20-year-old wife. He dies childless. A year later, his mother has another boy. The dead guy's mother has another boy. 20 years later, this boy is now 20. His brother's widow is 40. Right? Is he ever allowed to marry her? No. He's not allowed to marry her. Is there Yibam or Chalitza? No, because he was in the world at the same time. And we learned to, uh, in the first barrack, Imai has to be with him at the same time. You know, we're with him, so there's no Yibam or Chalitza, but the, but the, the um, prohibition of marrying her remains. Here we go. Give me a case of a wife of a brother who was not yet born. If two brothers, one of them dies. And then afterwards, there's a third brother who's born. Listen to the story. The second guy uh, does yibum on his brother's wife, Umes, and he dies. I want everybody to hear what just happened. Ready? We have to give names for this. Ruvain, Shimon, and Levi. Until now, Shimon's been dying, so let's stick with that. Ruvain, Shimon, and Levi. Levi's not born. So you have Shimon is married. Ruvain, maybe yeah, maybe no, it doesn't matter. Shimon dies childless. Shimon's wife falls to Reuven in Yibum. You understand? Ruvain does Yibum. So far, so good? Regular Yibum case. Ruvain does Yibum on his brother's widow. Levi is now born. And Reuven dies. Reuven's widow is to Levi is now prohibited as far as Shimon's marriage is concerned because she is my brother's wife from Shimon's marriage. But she is my full-fledged Yavama from Ruvain because Levi and Ruvain are walking planet Earth at the same time. So you hear the problem. Now you have one woman who's falling to Levi from her original marriage. She's a problem because she's an Erva. But from her second marriage, she's Yavam. Why doesn't the second marriage totally take over the status of the first marriage? Once, once um, Ruvain... Even if the second marriage does take over the status, it doesn't change the fact that this woman was a forbidden as his brother's wife. It's not going to change that. She's forbidden as a brother's wife. Right, so, but, but so is... So is if, if a, in, the, in, a, in a regular case of Yavam... Shimon dies, Reuben marries the Yavama. Yeah. I, she's also because of brother's wife, so there's a mitzvah of Yibam. That's right. So here too. No, because over here, there's a, there's a pre-existing transgression that doesn't leave. The, the mitzvah of so being an Isha Sochus by Lama is still there. The first is, okay. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, what, that's what we need to figure out. Okay. Umes, and then Reuben dies. Fine. So Hari Shaina Yaitzim Shom Isha Sochus by Lama. You ready? The... The widow, who's now double widowed, she is, does not have Yibum to Levi. However, if Reuven had another wife, my Reuven did Yibum on Shimon's wife. Now, Reuven is allowed to have another wife. If Reuven had, a, had a, another wife, Vashnia Mishum Tsarasa, she's now the Tsaras Erva. So there's also no Yibum or Chalitza on her. 
Okay? Now, I want to bring up something that the Gemara is going to bring up. Does it matter? We're not going to pass it now. I just want to make us think. Does it matter if Reuven already had that wife before he did Yibam? Or what if Reuven had married the Avama and then married a second wife, which he's mutter to do? Would that, would that change anything? Okay? Now, Vaitur in the Mishnah. What happens in the following scenario? Shimon drops dead childless. Levi's not born yet. Shimon drops dead childless. Reuven, instead of doing Yibam, does Mimer. He gives her money and he sets her aside for himself. And then he dies. Okay? Shnia. And now Levi's born. So then, what we say is, the, the woman, who's now a double widow, kind of, she's a widow of Shimon, and a mimer from Reuven, she's out. Because she's still the prohibition of my brother's wife. So she's out. What about her tzara? What about her tzara? So her tzara, we say, You do chalitza, and uh, you don't do yibam. Why? Because midaraisa, she would, the midaraisa, the arayas was never married to Ruve. Mimer setting aside. Make sure we get this clear. It's crucial. Mimer is midarabanan. So if Ruve only did mimer on his brother's wife, the arayasa, when Ruve dies, he only has one widow. Who's permitted to Levi. Because Levi is already born by the time Reuven dies. Okay? Technically, Levi should be allowed to do Yibam on her. But because there's Mimer, which kind of is confusing things, so we tell Levi, you know something? On Reuven's widow, do Chalitza without Yibam. You got to do Chalitza because Midaraisa, she's your Yavama. But we say, do Chalitza, because the Maisa, there's this Mimer girl who's your, uh, who's your brother's wife standing in the way. Okay. The one who says in the Mishnah, Harishayna, his first wife, Le Mishtabish, is not confused, is not making a mistake. The one who says that his, it's his second wife is not making a mistake as well. Now, what do you mean? So, if we look back in the Mishnah, on the fourth line, Right in the middle, the Mishnah says, Harishaina, when Ruvain dies, when the second brother dies, Harishaina, the first wife, goes out because of Asha Sachiv. The Hashnia, okay, and the second one's gonna go out, Mishum Tsarasa, because of her Tsar. The Gemara here just says, by the way, there's really, if you, if you change the word Rishaina to Shnia, you're not making a mistake. Either way, it can fit, it can uh, fit in the halachas work out. How so? See here we go. Man detani top of yudzayin on beis rishayin le mishtabeish. If you learn that it's talking about the first one goes out because of eishes actually hayu baylama is not a mistake. We'll say my rishayin. What does rishayin mean? Rishayin le nefila. She was the first one to have yibum done because she was Shimon's widow. Uman toni shniyah le mishtabeish. When he says the second one's not a mistake, you know why? My shniyah. You know what it means? Doesn't mean the second one shniyah le nesuin. She was the second lady for Reuven to marry. Reuven had a pre-existing wife. You're right, she's the first widow, the first one to fall to Yibam as far as Levi is concerned. But 
she's really the second wife of Reuven. The same lady. Same lady. We just we're saying if you if you call her the first wife of of Reuven, mm-hmm. it would be correct because maybe you'll call her you know the pre-existing widow first. She was first to be a widow, or if you say Shnia, she's the second wife. Now remember when we learned the Mishnah, we made a point, and that is, did we notice a difference who Reuven married first? No. According to saying Bahashnia, that means we're assuming. That Reuven had a pre-existing wife, and Shimon's widow is his second wife. And that's how Shnia would make sense. But does it have to be like that? Think about it halachically. Does it have to be like that? Let's say Shimon were to have died, and Reuven first married his widow. And then he married the Tzara. Would it be any different? L'chai or not? So says the Gemara. What do you mean? Didn't, uh, maybe we're dealing with a case where first he did Yibam, and then he married the second wife. Say, so how do you know the widow is going to be the Shnia? Maybe the, the widow is the Rishayna to be the widow and the Rishayna to be the wife of Reuven as well. Elamai Shnia, Shnia ben Isuin. Oh, her second marriage. Seder. Shnia means she was married to Shimon. Now she's married to Reuven. And therefore, Mandamar Shnia, Lai Mishtabish. Period. Okay, so that whole part of the Gemara was just to clarify the different expressions of, um, of the Mishnah. What's the source of an Eishas Achiv? You know why? If our brother is born to the world after his childless brother dies, there's no Yibum. The Pesach says, We're now going to get on to a fascinating, fascinating Gemara about brotherhood. Here we go. When two brothers dwell together, this is a pasuk by Ibam. Two brothers living together. One brother dies without children. This brother got a chiv. Yachtov means shayishulahem yeshiv agaz ba'elama ba'elam. They both dwelled in the world at the same time. Which means if you have a brother that was first born to the world after brother one dies, so there's no mitzvah of Ibam. Hence, the prohibition of brother's wife is the only thing that remains in place. Yachtov, what does Yachtov mean? Together. Now the Gemara is going to teach us something, get into the kishkas of a premise that we made in Parakalif. Let's pause for a moment. This is not, this is just, to be such clarity, it's amazing. In Parakalif, we didn't question a premise. We made a premise. Yibum only applies to paternal brothers. Prove it. Where do we get that from? The whole parak was dependent on, oh, the brother, the father, the mother, oh, so you're only related to this. Eh? We never proved it. We never said anything. Okay? And even over here, what does it say? When two brothers live in the world at the same time. So, my brother from a same mother and a different father is not my, mother, not my brother. About is my brother. So how do we know that Yibam is only by paternal brotherhood? So here we go. Yachtov, miyuchadim benachla. This is going to be a theme that we're going to see, and that is, it's similar to inheriting, to an inheritance, okay? When it comes to the laws of inheritance, to, you, you inherit the father, not only that, bro, paternal brothers are able to inherit each other, but um, maternal brothers do not. Rabbi Amar says, Achin min ha'av, brothers from the father, Yalif achva achva bibne Yaakov. I'll tell you why we know it's paternal brothers. From the Shvatim, Mamish Gishmak. Let's think about it for a moment. 
Did the Shvatim all have the same mother? Nishtazoi. How many mothers did the Shvatim have? Fear. <laughs> they had four, right? Leia, Rachel, Belazopa. But we call them brothers. Just like uh, we call them, we have the words, uh, we have the word Achva, and we know they're only related through the father, not through the mothers. So too, the word Yachtov, by the Shvatim, and we have uh, Achva, I'm sorry, by the Shvatim, and the word Achva, um, by, um, by Yibam, Memela, uh, it's Exerishav. Geshmak. Valeilav Achva Achva Meirai. Says the Gemara. One second. Achva Achva. You know the word Achva also comes up from Arias. Now Arias means that um, if uh, you know if you have a relation that's through the mother, okay. So you're not allowed to marry her. For example, my I have a brother from the same mother, and my brother gets married. Am I allowed to marry my sister-in-law? Can I marry the wife of my brother of, from the same mother? We have different fathers, but we share the same mother. Can I marry his wife? No. It's also an Arias. Okay? So the Gemara asks, why don't we learn out Achva Achva from Arias and say that Yibam should apply to maternal brothers the same way Arias applies to maternal brothers? Because the words are exactly from the Shvatim, you have the same exact word as opposed to the word achicha. Okay, it says achim by by yibum kiyeshu achim yachtov. It says achim by the brothers. It says achicha by the maternal brother and his wife. Okay, the ma'inav kamina. Who cares? Says the Gemara. If it's achim achicha, similar enough. Says Gemara Haton of the Beit Rabbi Shmuel. Didn't we learn in the Yeshiv Rabbi Shmuel the Shavakayinu Ba'akayin Zui Shiva Zui Bia? Very famous Gzera Shava, and that is you have two completely different words, and they both mean the same thing. They both mean the sun is setting, and that's what brings your Tara at the end of the day. But it says Veshavakayinu Ba'akayin. Right, he rests and he comes. Completely different words, and we still make. You see, as long as two things have the same meaning, have similar meaning, you can make Gzera Shava. So what's the difference between Achim and Achim? Yeah, what's the difference between Achim and Achim? You only make that type of Gzera Shava if there's nothing else more similar to the original word. If you have a choice, it's very logical. The choice makes Gzera Shava. Between a word that's totally different, but has the same meaning, or a word that's completely the same. Which one does it make more sense to make a Gzera Shava from? The one that's completely consistent with what we have. Okay. The Layla of Achva Achva Milait says Gemara. Okay, so again, remember we said we're going to have a whole shear on, on uh, brotherhood over here, right? A lot of Achim we're going to learn about. Says Gemara, you know, in the Torah, it calls light Avram's brother. Torah calls light Avram's brother, actually, a couple times. Light tells Avram, I'm your brother. And also by the pullet, by the fugitive who comes to tell Avram that, Sar, that uh, Lot was captured, it says, the pullet came and told Avram that his brother was captured. So Light and Avram are called brothers. So maybe it should tell me, ready for this? Maybe you do Yibum on your aunt. Sarah was Light's aunt. Make Xerashava. 
from it, and now all of a sudden, Yibam looks at Now, you, you think it's a major Chiddush? Absolutely not, because remember, go back to the beginning of Yibamas. What were the two cases? What were the two cases where we find in Tanakh where there was Yibam done, Bederech Yibam, so to speak, even though, you know, one was before Ma'an Tari, Yehuda and Tamar, it's a father-in-law, it's not even a brother, and now we had Bayez and Rus, who was a distant cousin, okay? He was trying to keep the family name going, it wasn't Mamish, uh, you know, the same Yibam we have, but it was called Yibam, because he was perpetuating the name of, of Rus's husband. So it's not so vital, it's not so far to say maybe Yibam extends past the brothers. That's the Gemara Shiloh. It makes more sense to know from the sons of Yaakov, Mishum Dimufni. By the sons of Yaakov, the whole world, the whole word, Achim, is completely extra. Now, this is getting into an, an additional rule of Xerashava. Let's explain. In order to make Xerashava, to connect two words, it has to be that those words are available to Darshan. You can't look at the Torah and say, hmm, well, it says the word, you know, um, it says the word Yosef in, Vay- in uh, Vayeshev, and then it says the word Yosef again in Vayechi. So make Zereshava, Yosef. No, it says the word Yosef because tell me it's Yosef. <laughs> the word's not extra. Tell me who's there. The, in order to make Zereshava, there has to be a reason, something unique, extra, why that word is there. So the more extra, the more unnecessary a word is, the stronger the Zereshava. Because otherwise, if I didn't make Zereshava, why it's there? There's nothing extra in the Torah. So the more extra a word is, the more it's going to take to uproot the limud, the thing that we're pulling out with. If it wasn't really extra and you have a, any reason to break it up, you could say, okay, it's not exer shofa. Right? Okay, so here we go. It makes more sense to learn it out from the achim of the sons of Yaakov. Why? As opposed to like, mishom demufni, it's totally extra. We'll explain. It says, when it came to Yosef, it could have said, we are 12 servants, the son of our father. Now, if, we, if all 12 of you are the son of the father, do they have to say we're brothers? No, we just say the same father. By definition, if you have a father, you have a brother. You're all brothers. And they still said we're brothers. We're brothers. Totally extra. And therefore, we learned that Yibam applies to brothers of a father as opposed to using the other words. Why? Because it is more, it's more extra. Okay. Says the Gemara, Bishchuk the Mechtab Achim. Remind me of a beautiful Zach to tell you about the the um, the word Achim. If we have time, I just want to make sure we're finished by ten to seven. Bishchuk the Mechtab Achim. It's necessary to say Achim Mishnah Mechtab Yachtov, and it has to say the word Yachtov that they're together, um, that they're together in the world. Because of Rachmana, I'm sorry, Yachtov also means that they're paternal brothers, as far as Yerusha is concerned. Because of Rachmana, Achim Mivu would have only said Achim Hava Mina Hava Mina I would have thought to learn out Achva Milay. Maybe Taka, we should use the word Achva from light to include even an ant to Yibum. You're going to tell me the word Achim is not extra. So one second. I'll tell you, you better believe it's extra. Afnuye Mufni means whenever you find two words in Gemara or Mishnah, it means surely. If you find the same word consecutive twice in a row, it means surely this. So, it surely is extra. Since it could have said that Avram and Light are Rayim. What's Rayim? Friends. They're close. They have a shaykhis, whatever. They're related. What do you call them? Brothers. Strange, right? Isn't it strange going Avram and Light? First of all, they don't live like it. <coughs> they have a different lifestyle. Right? Secondly, they're not brothers. They're uncle and nephew. 
Shmami no lafruye. So uksiv achim, and the stol says achim. Shmami no lafruye. Must be that's mamish extra. Therefore, kosev achmoni yachtav. Therefore, the Torah says yachtav, which means hamiyuchodim benachla. That no, don't don't make the gzereshava from light to include that type of relationship. Rather, there's only yibum. With brothers that are similar in Nachala when it comes to inheriting, and that is a paternal brother. Now, I, I find this so ironic. It's mamish ironic because I don't know, I haven't seen anybody talk about this. Light is stealing in Canaan. Why? Because he's married a heter on himself. He says, Oh, no, I'm allowed to steal. You know why? Because Avram has no kids, so I'm next in line. It's, it's ironic that. Light's whole thing is like, I'm, I'm taka nachala here. I'm taka an inheritor over here. And the Gemara here is like pushing him out. Light, no, I'm sorry, Charlie. Sorry, Charlie, it's not happening. Yeah, you're not related at all. Okay. Because of Rachmano Yachtov, if they would have said Yachtov, have I mean a dimi Yachtiva Abu Bima? I would have said he got to be a full fledged brother. He got to have the same father and the same mother. Therefore, Tricha, therefore, and he's the word Yachtov by the, by the Shvatim as well. I, says Gemara of Amehechatesi, is that the source? Uh, um, is that the source that we know? As long as you have paternal brothers, you you are um, you know you, you fit into the pasuk. Yibum benachla tola rachmana. The Torah the the Torah really connects hilchas yibum to nachla benachla menaav v'leimenaemi. And really, nachla is from the father and not the mother. So we don't need the extra limud. So if you want to know itchrich, I taka need the limud. Why? I would have thought to say hayol v'chidushu. Since Yibum is a Chiddush, the Kamishtri Ervagabe. Until now, this woman, your brother's wife, has been a Chi of Kares. Completely biblical transgression. Ema, I would say, listen, you want to remove the complete Arias. I would say, listen, you, this brother, if you're going to remove, if you're going to remove a Kares, you need that this guy was completely related to you, shared the same father, shared the same mother. It's going to take a lot more to, to connect the two of you to allow this. Therefore, no. As long as you share the same father, it's okay. Now we're going to get into Zika or a little bit. Yeah, go ahead. the reason why what? Because you need to learn, you would have thought the father and the mother, and therefore what? I would have thought the father and the mother, um, that's the only time there's Yibum, because it's such a chiddush to break, uh, to break the erva. So therefore, tricha, the Torah has to let me uh, know that that yibum is connected to nachla, and the same way by nachla, the inheritance works through paternal brothers. If your paternal brother passes away, you inherit him, not his maternal brother. So too by yibum, all you need is that you're related through paternally, not maternally. Where's that nachla? In what context was that? Did it say by light or no? Stam, inheriting. We know in the Torah when it talks about inheritance, it's through it's through achim, it's through it's through fathers, bro, brothers through the father. Who does the name of Rav Shemeres Yavim Shemisa? If a woman's waiting for Yibum and she dies, nobody did Yibum or Chalitza. Mutter beima. You hear this? Fascinating. Regular case. Reuven and Shimon. Shimon dies childless. Reuven did not do Yibum or Chalitza. And Shimon's widow dies. She dies. So now there's no Yavam anymore. Can Reuven marry her mother? Her mother is really to Reuven now... Nothing. Nothing. She was my brother's mother-in-law. Or do we say... One second. No, 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 no. As soon as she fell to you in Yibam... Now, this is where we're going to start touching on Zika. 
as soon as she fell to you in Yibam, you had some sort of relationship with her that you're connected to her mother too, before she died. Okay? That's going to be the, the, what's going on over here. So Rehuda Marav says, you can actually marry her mother, which means just because she was your Yavama, does not forbid you to her mother. Alma kasavar ein zika. You see, Ravuno, it's ein zika. There's no immediate, like, partial marriage to, that's considered to this Yavama. Why didn't Ravuna just say, we paskin, there's no zika? Why do you have to say, mutter bi'ima? You give me a whole case, yeah? So he says, yeah, if you would have said, mutter ein zika, havamina, hanimili, betray. I would have said the same thing's true when you have two brothers left. zika. I would say, when there's only one brother, there is zika, kamash malan, therefore he let us know otherwise. What do you mean? So let's give an example. Reuben, Shimon, and Levi. Shimon dies. Shimon dies. Childless. Shimon's wife dies childless. There's two brothers. Maybe we'll say when there's two brothers, then they could marry the mother. You know why? Because you can't really place the Zeke on any particular brother. She fell to both of them. So there's less of a bond between the two of them. Maybe that's when. But maybe if there's one brother, maybe I would say no. If there's one brother, there's only Reuven alive. Maybe you can't marry your mother because there is Zika. Therefore, says Ravuna, ain't Zika. He used the expression, ain't Zika. Why? No matter what, whether there's one brother left, whether there's two brothers left, Yavama dies, you're permitted to her mother. Why don't you say, Just say it like that. If you would have said it like that, I would have said that you're allowed to marry your Yavama's mother even if your Yavama didn't die. I would say you can still marry her mother. Kamash Malip Ravuna lets us know a major chiddush. Ready for this? You're not connected to her, but in in order to be able to marry her mother, the Yavama has to be dead. Not while she's alive. Why? Ready for this. Not because of an Arias, but because as soon as you marry her mother, you're removing the mitzvah. You have a mitzvah and Yibam in place. Who are you to go marry the brother? Well, as soon as you marry your mother, you become usher to your, usher to your Yavama. Okay? And therefore, in order to be able to perpetuate the mitzvah of Yibam, we keep this going. Tonight we learned to the Mishnah. Take your time. Huh? Take your time. No, I, we got to also. Huh? If you did Chalitza, it's fine, right? Beseder. Beseder, yeah. Right, because ain't very good. Because ain't Zika, you're going to be fine. That's right. That's right. But if you hold Yesh Zika, she, she's kind of your divorcee, and now you cannot marry. If Yavama dies, he's permitted to marry her sister, just like her mother. Which, I'm sorry, which seems to imply only her sister you can marry. But not her mother. There's a, on, there's a question on Ravuna. It applies to mother as well. Since we said in the beginning, because the Maisa, the mother-in-law, is Asr Daraisa, Okay, but bottom line is, if you hold Ein Zika like Ravuna, there's no Zika, so then it's going to come out. If your Yavama dies, you're allowed to marry her mother, you're allowed to marry her sister. One's not coming to exclude the other. Rav Yehuda Amar, but Rav Yehuda says, Shemeres Yavam Shemesa, Asr Be'ima. If your Yavama dies, you're forbidden to her mother. Al-Makasavar Yeshika, Ravuda must hold, there is an immediate bond between them, and therefore, she's considered your mother-in-law too, so she's us here. Why didn't you to say straight out, Lach is like Yesh If you would have said it like that, Havamina I would have said the same Svara. Only when there's one brother, Avol betray, ain't Zika. When there's two brothers, there's no Zika, and therefore it would be permitted. But the Machlaikas is punked by two. So you see, Yesh Zika should apply either way. Says Gemara, I'll tell you another reason why he didn't say 
the expression of zika of, of um, uh, the other expression if you would have said um, that yes zika I would have said only while she's alive there's zika but once she dies there's no more zika it let, lets me know that that as soon as she dies that's not what's going to remove the zika and if there's zika it's going to apply whether she's alive or whether she kicks the bucket. Bezim, tomorrow we'll pick up from here and we're going to bring Araya from a Brisa to see who's correct. Yesh Zika or Ain Zika. Have a wonderful, wonderful can, evening. Can Bezim, bring, tomorrow we'll pick up 12.15 Central can Time. Can you bring Araya that there's Zika because if she does, if she 